Welcome to the Million Dollar Listening Podcast. In this show, we aim to help people grow in all areas of life with the focus of getting to the next level. I'm your host, Mari Wines, realtor, marketing guru, real estate coach, and co-owner of E3 Realty. Hey everyone, welcome back to Million Dollar Listening. I'm your host, Chris Stewart. I got a special guest today. He goes by AK Akshaw Patel from Next Level Lender. He's the CEO. And as you guys could probably imagine in our industry right now, something would happen. We doubled rates from you know the lows, right? And so, you know, I got a special guest on. He's gonna talk about his company, he's gonna talk about lending, he's gonna talk about how he's still producing in today's market. And as you can see from his studio setup. He does a podcast, he does tons of videos, and he's getting after it. So I'm watching him on Instagram and YouTube and everywhere else for you. So um, so once again, thank you, AK. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about Dude. your company. Just kind of give us kind of a where you're located, all that kind of good stuff. Dude, thank you so much, bro. It's such a I – love, I love being on this podcast, bro, and thank you for inviting me on here, and we're going to have a good time. Absolutely. Um, you said one more time? You said Yeah, what, just what uh, where you're located, about your company, all that kind of good stuff. Oh yeah. How so, long have you been in the business? Uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm in San Diego. And oh, so I'm San located Diego. in Mission Let's, Valley yep. in San Diego. Yeah, beautiful Dude. San Diego, beaches, uh great weather. Oh bro, not this year, bro. Are you kidding me? What? It's been it's been eighty six percent cloud covered since the beginning of the year this year. Oh Lord. We've had we had zero days of sun in May. Yikes. Yeah. We we're getting we're getting torqued right now, bro. <laughs> it's it's like, Oh, it's terrible. Sunshine taxes, no sunshine, dude. Yeah, no, it's terrible. <laughs> Gotta have the sunshine for the taxes. Ain't no, ain't no sunshine. I'm out. Uh, yeah, so I'm in. Uh, I'm in San Diego, and uh, I'm in Mission Valley, more specifically in San Diego, <laughs> and then um, run Next Level Lender over here, just doing, doing loans and making videos, baby. That's it, man. Making tons of videos, guys. If you don't follow him on Instagram. Please do. He's done a phenomenal job with educating clients, agents, you name it, all through video production. And as you can see, we're on video right now doing a podcast, right? Because just the voice doesn't work as much anymore these days. People want to tune in, listen in, and and watch. So, so you've been doing lending. How long you been doing lending for? What's uh? How long you been doing this? I've been doing it for nine years now, but uh, I would say, or eight eight to nine years, almost nine years. Mm But uh, for the first four years, I was just an intern, marketing assistant, junior loan officer, you know? So I did the whole like work under a top producer for, you know, four years, learn the good, the bad, the ugly. And then after that, so I've been originating for six almost years. Awesome. Awesome. And so tell us a little about that. I mean, I think that's great. Um, that you went through that four-year process. I mean, tell me the good, tell me the bad, tell me the ugly, because I know in, on the real estate side especially, you know, there's the team models that you see all over the place now where you do work with a team lead, and yes, you are learning and you're being mentored and all of that. So tell me a little bit about how that was for you and why you did that approach, and tell me the good, tell me some bad. Dude, I think mentorship is probably one of the biggest things that can completely just catapult you. You know what I mean? Like coaching, mentorship, things like that, where people think, oh, it's taking so long, like four years of mentorship. But I feel like I'm 10 years ahead of the game because of that. You know what I mean? He's when the I CEO the of his company, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. Four years of mentorship. 
and now he's a CEO of his own company. So I want to make sure I threw that back in there real quickly because because <laughs> that's bro. important, right? That's important for people to understand. Like four years seems like a long time, but what you learned, you said catapulted you to where you are now, where you are the basically head head honcho of the company, right? So yeah, um, four years of doing that sounds like you did some marketing, um, did some junior LO stuff. So. How was that experience in general? Was it just a salary pay job? Was it VIPs paid? How was it? How was it done? Make sure it was. Both. It was uh, an hourly job, and then VIPs on top when I became a junior LO. Got right. It. So I worked for Adriel Sparza. He's my mentor. Shout out to my boy. Um, <laughs> and he he was literally he brought me into the industry. He's he when I was finished an internship there at PRMG was where I started. Mm-hmm. I finished an internship there and then uh, Paul Rose of the CEO was like, all right, go and be a college kid now. Right. Like I was like, but I want to keep on working, you know, that, that Indian work ethic in me, you know what I mean? I I needed to work while I was in college. And, uh, and Adriel was like, you can just jump on my team and be my marketing assistant, help me out and I'll show you the ropes. You know, he didn't have to do that, but he did. And so that, you know, was an amazing experience because he's like one of my best friends now. And like, a, it's, it's kind of weird. He's like a brother, father figure kind of person mm-hmm. to me. And then a friend at the same time. And we're, he's, he's at the same parent company, right? The guy, the people that do all of our back end, yeah. easy fundings. Um, he's at that company as an LO over there as well with us. And uh, we've just been friends for forever, man. And he showed me literally all of the loans, everything that every scenario, all the loan programs, everything like that. And then how to talk to people, you know, like just how to be, how to be on the phone and as a person just in general and business. And so, uh, that was all like super valuable information because when I came into San Diego, after I finished up at school in Riverside, um, I, I just literally came over here and I was like, all right, I already know everything about loans. I just have to get people to trust me now. You know, so I didn't have that issue. I think a lot of loan officers have today where they're in, they just get their MLS cause it's super easy. Right. And then they go out and they say like, Hey, I'm a lender, but you don't know everything about guidelines. You don't know like how to get around certain things. You don't know, um, how to resolve a problem. You don't know how to calculate income sometimes. Like, it's just like, there's a lot of nuances that come to lending because of all the different products, because of all the different guidelines, because of if this, then that's like everywhere all over. Yep. So it's like, uh, if you don't know that, if you don't have the experience with that, I got to scrape my knees on his loans, right? Yes. yes. And he had the oversight and everything like that. I didn't scrape my knees on my loans where it actually fucked up someone's life. Can I, can I curse on here? You can do whatever you want, my man. Okay. This is, this is Miller listening. We do what we want, how we want, when we want. So you okay? You, you, very you, good. Be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, Larry, can you cut that one minute out, please? And and, and re- no, no, it's all good. We like to have fun on camera. People know that with you know uh, our shooting, and so we let people be who they are on podcasts, and you know we drop an f bomb here and there, and it happens. It is all cool. good. it is good. Cool. Well, I all the los right now they ruin their own pipeline and their reputation because they mess up on all then they fuck up on all the loans that could have gone through if they knew what to do. Right. Yeah. Have a little so, hair on them and there's some guidelines to it and you got to know them. Exactly. Dude. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
And so just seeing all those loans kind of move forward and getting a chance to learn on loans, like actually learn on them mm -hmm. and see how it gets done from start to finish. Like I would literally be there for the whole process. Yeah. Every phone call with the client, the initial consultation, all the way up to the funding table. And I was like at the doc signings and things like that, you know, and I just got to see how everything happened and the impact it had on people as well. And that sold me on the industry. And then I was just like, all right, I'm sold. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this forever. Mm -hmm. You know, that's awesome. You know, it's funny. We talk about all the time. Like, uh, just so you guys know, we also show a mentor of us, our coach, Aaron Chua, much love to you, Aaron. Um, we know that love you, Aaron. Yes. We all love Aaron. Uh, even though you don't pick up my phone calls all the time, just kidding, just kidding. I talk to him daily almost. I'll probably get in trouble when he sees this. Don't tell people you talk to me daily. Um, uh, but yeah, in general, like um, it's hard. You know, people don't understand. Like I came in this industry, and you know, and I'll give Shelby some love again. I gave him some love earlier on another one. I mean, this guy Shelby gave me an opportunity to come in this industry. I owe him. I need to get him on this podcast while I'm at it. But you know, that mentorship. You know, everybody comes in this industry think it's easy money. They think that, you know, I want to get as much as I can per deal. They don't realize that, you know, I don't really care. Like I, I talk to people all the time. Like I wish I was on a 50-50 split when I got in this industry and just had somebody that I got to watch all of their deals. I'll go on all your appointments. Let me just be a sponge. It's all good. Yeah. Because that learning is like priceless, right? Like for our, our ownership team, for our real estate side, I mean, that's literally how we teach people. You come to our listing appointments with us. You run the conversations with us because you 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 have to be around the industry from yeah. start to finish to really understand it. As, as in the same thing with the lending side of it, right, where there's guidelines and if you miss one guideline. And when I got in the industry for the lending side, it was 2011, right? So you had people getting out of foreclosures and, and short sales and you miss a little little thing here and there. There was no deal, right? So you were like on pins right. and needles like, hey, can you double check this file? I mean, are we good? I mean, I got to prove eligible, but did I do something wrong? Like, talk to me, right? Yeah. And I remember like asking those questions over and over again. Now, I mean, mostly everybody's clear of that, right? But when you got in, got to imagine I got in. 0708 right happened right you have your four-year rule you know you, you know your fha had a three-year rule for you know all the different things and you're like well this one has a bankruptcy well, this one has bankruptcy and a foreclosure well, where are they combined what, what, like how, where are they at like you know and, you're, and right it was it was a make or break of a deal so there's a lot of like stress and panic and so learning your guidelines is super super powerful um and i always believe you know for me uh, I'll shout out to Robert Kazimka. He's over at uh, Caliber. Uh, when I first got into history, he was like a big brother. He like grabbed me and goes, okay, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about credit reports, guidelines. We'll have meetings once a week. And still to this day, wherever he goes, I'm like, you're, you're my guy. Wherever you go, I owe you. Like you just kind of put me under your wing and help guide me because it's super powerful, right? And, and for LOs out there, especially right now, like, you know, the ones that do really, really well have been in the industry for a long time. They understand there's ups and downs, right? But you got to work now, right? And I think that's the reality of it is it's not just as easy as there's a refi boom and everybody wants to refi. My phone just starts ringing because I know I'm a loan officer. Like right, right now, you have interest rates 7%. They were three, right? right early 2022, right? People, there's affordability issues, but they still want to buy. And we're still getting multiple offers on tons of property. So it's a, it's a funny little industry, right? We're in a little market, but... It's a great market. You change lives every day. Like that's what we do. People ask what you do every single day. I go, we change lives, right? We're the third biggest decision. Marriage, kids, housing. 
Yep. Right. I mean, job, you should jobs more than you change houses nowadays. Right. So like, it's literally your third biggest decision. Right. So I hope not, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, do not change jobs in escrow, please. I can get by it, but please don't go from 1099 to, oh my God. to 1099 and this, that, and the other. But yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny for sure. So, so tell me a little bit about like, what makes you different as your as a loan officer compared to most? Would you say? I mean, what would you say your is your uh, I don't, secret sauce? And we call it. What would that be for you? Um, have you ever heard of like the you you only grow to the size of your container? Yes, absolutely. Snakes do this all the time. Right, right, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's like uh, you know you can only grow to so big if you're cramped up in a small little space or something like that, right? So like. I kind of took that philosophy and ran with that shit like way too crazy. Um, so I have this fat fucking office here in San yeah. Diego. It's uh, it's like 4,000 square feet on the inside and then it's 3,500 square feet on the outside, right? And then um, I had the grandiose uh, image kind of building off of me scaling during 2020 and 2021 mm -hmm. and then also having like a big a, a bigger year in 2022 than i did in 2021 right so i was like oh yeah, yeah fucking i'm i've done very well in that regard but i had a different like image in my head when i got all this but i had like fucking 30 different laptops i have 30 laptops i literally have 30 laptops i have 60 monitors i had 30 workstations inside of the the place and everything You're like ready that to go. And like and I was like, um, I'm going to try and fill these seats, right? Yeah. I'm looking at empty seats and shit like that all day long. And what's funny is I realized that I don't need that many employees on the lending side. We just need to be more efficient, right? And 100%. then and then just uh, a lot of times, a lot of the, like our processors and stuff like that, they work from home. You know what I mean? Like that's because that, that's where they're comfortable and they're just doing like, you know, deep fucking work. So they don't need to be in the office where it's loud and, and all this kind of stuff. But my secret sauce to answer your question mm -hmm. is uh, instead of filling them up with people that work for me, mm -hmm. I fill them up with agents, right? With the boom of EXP and then the real brokerage and everything like that. Yeah. These guys don't, that's cloud brokerages, right? So they don't all have offices unless they're jumping on a team. Yep. So all these solo agents that aren't on a team and they crave collaboration and, you know, they might make a bad move and go to a team that's not right for them because they uh, want to have like a collaboration and stuff like that, even though they might not need it. Right. And they go and do that shit. Uh, they have a house over here. So my entire, like right behind me, mm -hmm. right. Literally on this other side of this wall is space for 20 agents to come in those, like those soundproof room phone booths. And then monitor setups and shit like that. So I have agents coming in here all the time working from here. Perfect. You, know? you made it you made and, it easy for them. Turnkey. Yeah. And then the back and then that back thirty five hundred square feet that's on my office is all like turfed out, palm trees, there's a full bar out there, stage, PA system, and it draws in people to host events at my office. Yeah, so I'm I don't have to fucking in your office when I'm in San Diego. The next time I'm saying, "Hey, I'm coming to your office, <laughs> dude." Please, please come yes. to my office and go come over here Absolutely. because I don't even have to host. Check this out, bro. I don't even have to host the event. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone else wants to host the event at my office, and it's real estate specific, so I don't charge them to do it. 
right? So then they get this free event space that's got, you know, beautiful skyline views and uh, amazing sunsets and shit like that. It's turfed out. It's got palm trees, got a stage, have the microphones, has a PA system. And there's a bar back there for a bartender to be at and all the booze and shit that you need. And all you have to do is bring the people. That's it. Right? So I'm just very specific about who does the events there, right? I'm like, okay, it's real estate events. Because then agents come over here, they're forced to know who I am. Absolutely. I mean, you literally have opened the door to say, hi, my name's AK. I'm the CEO of Next Level. Where This is our office. You're more welcome to use this office. Come in. And all you're doing now is what everybody in this world and in our industry needs to do is build relationships. Like yeah. That is the reality of it, right? You're just building relationships, helping agents grow their business, it sounds like, giving them a place to make their calls where they don't have to feel, um, um, you know, lots of a huge room of people, you know, making a bunch of noise. They can just go into a phone booth and go out and get after it, which aren't, those aren't cheap either. Those are pretty expensive booths, right? So the reality of it is, is you're making it a place where they just feel comfortable coming to you. And at the end of the day, you're just earning their business in return, right? So I love it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, that's the, that's the secret sauce. So um, LO's out there. I mean, that definitely, I know what he's probably spent on this spot is a lot, but that is the reality of it, right? You have to be different, right? Everybody wants to take an agent out for coffee. Everybody wants to take an agent out to lunch. Everybody wants to do a lunch and learn. Everybody wants to do something, but be different. And that's an outstanding job of being different, you know? And definitely next time we're in San Diego, I know Tom's not there too much. Um, I think the next time maybe it might be the team, team, team retreat we did last year. Yeah. Um, next time I'm down there, I'm definitely hitting you up. We're hitting that office for sure. 100%. Dude, absolutely. Come 100%. through here. So got your secret sauce. It sounds like you got a complete setup. We're probably in the same boat a little bit. Wasn't expecting rates to double right overnight, basically. Right. Nobody was expecting that the way it has. Um, they're going to be high. Huh? If triple, yeah, it did triple at one point. Absolutely, I mean, it, it it definitely went up in the other direction for sure, and it was super high, you know. And and I want to say this too is like, I don't know how you feel down there in San Diego, but for us at least, our buyers have kind of figured out like, look, they're not coming down tomorrow, right? They're not, and there's still that home ownership that they want to go get, right? I mean, at least for a lot of our buyers, even first time buyers, we just got one in escrow today. Like they're like, look, we 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 want to do this. This is the next move for us, our family. Whether it's a seven percent interest rate or a four percent interest rate, like we're okay with coming in. We can afford it, right? And I think that's super important to get out there to the people because there are people buying homes right now. The offer we want yeah. almost seven other offers, right? 100%. So there's there's people out there buying homes, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what the rates are. Now, how do you feel in general with your business? Um, are you seeing kind of like what we're seeing, where that upsell seller isn't really selling? To go buy right like that person who has a three two is it oh yeah be, dude i mean five four with a pool they're just not doing it because like look i'm not gonna go from a two and a half 30 year fix to a seven and a half 30 year fix and double triple my payment to buy another house like that kind of seems to be that that clientele is gone right now um but the first time buyer looking to get that three two or a condo or townhouse they're out there they're looking to buy yeah i would say uh in san diego it's kind of the flip of that Right. So the I first time the buyers, they're out there, they're hunting, but uh, there's not too many properties that would make sense for a first time home buyer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the average price of a property is $825,000 here. And there's not, and condos get eaten up like fucking Quick. crazy. Fly. Yeah. And then investors are just running into San Diego like crazy right now. Right. So, um, 
what we're seeing, at least from what I'm seeing, is we pivoted really crazy. So maybe it's a little bit of a skewed viewpoint, but we really focused a lot on uh, doing some non-QM stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. what we were thinking was, well, the rates are high any, anyhow, mm -hmm. you know? So these guys will be more likely to purchase because a higher interest rate doesn't mean that, you know, it's their situation based. It's based off of the market in general. Yep. And they're happy to pay because everyone else is paying high That's interest true. rate. I mean, it, it they is just true. don't want to pay the one only high interest rate, right? Because yeah. they feel like they're getting ripped off. Um, so they're just like, okay, well, you know, bank statement loans are blowing up. People are wanting to do that. A lot of a lot of entrepreneurs in San Diego, a lot of small business owners popped up during COVID and things of that nature, e-commerce guys, things like that. Yep. You know? And so uh people are moving up, but a lot of times they're keeping their house. Yeah, just right. So you have very little inventory. Yeah. You know? And uh they're if they are selling, it's because it's like a family and they literally need the space to move. Mm -hmm. If they don't need it, they're not selling because they have a 3% interest rate or a 2.25% interest rate, you know? And it's like, it's almost criminal to convince someone to move out of that if they don't need to, oh, you I, know? Yeah, I agree. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we, we, I can't tell you how many listing appointments just in the last two weeks we've gone on where we do the numbers with them. We're like, guys, like, I, I can't get behind this. Like, if you like, look, I absolutely, this is, my dream home and I want to double my mortgage from four to eight grand for it. And you can't live without this house. It's going to make you depressed then, then okay. But if that, look, we try to talk everybody off the cliff. Cause it's like, look, it's gotta make sense, right? Like we always tell everybody two things have to happen to buy and sell a house period. It's gotta be great timing and financial sense. Like those two things have to line up for us to, to feel like it's a, it's the right move for you. Right. And so, yeah. um, and yeah. for those out there that don't know what non QM loans are, I love how you kind of brought in the bank statements. Right, they're not basically Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you know, Ginnie Mae loans, right? I mean, basically at the end of the day, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of self-employed people, right? They have 1099s. Those are what are considered non-QM loans. They're a little bit higher interest rates in general. I'm not gonna go into too many details today on this because this is just a podcast, but if you have any questions, reach out to AK. He'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions on those types of programs for you. So. Um, yes, I will. Yes, he will. Like, yes. What do you want to know about him? And I got the, all the answers for you for him. So, so we know that. So you pivoted to non-QM loans to kind of you know help out the the entrepreneur buyer basically who has the money just isn't always on the books as a W two and all that. Um, yeah. Overall, I mean, you say in San Diego inventory levels like how low is inventory in San Diego like in general? Would you say it's like fifty percent normal, seven percent of normal? I mean, we're uh, we're at, I believe, thirty percent of normal. Okay, so it's 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 down quite a bit. Yeah, so I think we're at two point two months of supply right now, and our normal is six months. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then the issue is demand is kind of coming down, so we plateaued in prices a little bit, but then, you know, once the interest rates come down, just even a little bit. Yeah, dude, it's, it's literally- The price is going to go up again, and now we're going to be reliving 2021. You know what I mean? Supply and demand. It's so crazy. I mean, like, you know, yeah. we're not going to drop over or not. I think the lenders have learned their lessons about that right on the back end on the secondary market, which is another conversation yeah. for another day. It was just day. a perfect storm, dude, because builders as well, right? Builders yeah. don't know shit about what's going to happen, and they're very, very scared because their only frame of reference is 2008. Yeah. They're like, that was a bad one. That was a real bad one. So let's not do that. You know, so they're, yeah. so they're not building in a frenzy when in reality we need to be building more 
new construction, but then at the same time biased. I don't know how much new construction I want to have happen just because at the same time, you know, they usually have their own lending companies and things of that nature and incentivize and whatever, but it's, it's pretty rough out there for people, dude. Yeah. Like they're getting slapped around mm-hmm. like a, like a turkey. Like <laughs> a turkey. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, I, I like to tell people like, like, look, because I mean, you've been around for, you said like nine years now, I've done this for about 13 business partners have been doing this for 20 Our coach mentors been doing this for like 40. Right. So, you know, these are just markets and, and, and what we don't, what people don't get, especially the newer agents and newer loan officers that got their license, you know, let's call it pre COVID to post COVID. Right. Like that wasn't a normal market, right? That was bananas, right? Like, oh, dude, they thought they were God, bro. Yeah, like you got like that is not a normal market. And now, you know, I tell people all the time, like, what kind of more of a healthy market if you if you list your house right, price, you stage it, you fix it up, you give curb appeal, right? You market it correctly, you're gonna get a lot of offers, right? Yeah. But if you just throw the sign in the yard, put on the MLS, and put a price out there and hope it's gonna work and snap my fingers, you're not gonna get offers, right? I mean, our average for our county right now is 14 days. Last week, it was seven days for the whole county, right? You're talking about quick and fast, right? One of yeah. our cities in Concord, right, like 20 minutes from us, because um, I do all the market data for us, right? Like 20 minutes from us, it's at a 92 market action index based out of zero to 100. Like that's that's yeah. post-COVID bananas, right? Yeah. And we're in the 60s and 70s. Like, so... The inventory level is the biggest issue we're having in our industry. It's not really the rates, guys. It's it's, it's rates are normal, like six seven percent are normal rates. If you look at the lifetime of rates, it's not like we were just spoiled with two and threes and fours that you know we just don't want to you know spend uh, space seven. Yeah. Now we get to ten. That's a different story, right? But inventory needs to come, and and builders need to build, and 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 counties and cities need to let builders build faster. And it's just a, it's just, I think we have like a million uh, apartments coming uh, at the end of this year, but we're, we need 4 million, right? So we're getting 25% of the hundred percent that we need. And it's going to do a little dent for rents. It's a little dent overall with inventory, but not enough to do enough. And our inventory levels for us, I mean, we're at like 50% of our normal levels. Like for our County, we have 700 homes on the market where we, we cover 40 miles. Of, of cities, right? It's not like it's a small, small county, right? It's a pretty big. Seven hundred homes on the market. Seven hundred homes, single families in the whole entire Contra Costa County right now. It's like seven twenty or whatever it was when I did my video. It's not a lot, right? We normally would have double yeah. that, you know, easily, right? And even then, you know, you would have, you know, our average price point in our county is one point one million, right? We're in affordability, so we're more like you guys, right? Seven, eight hundred thousand. That's kind of right, like our affordability in our county, right? And you know, the houses are flying everywhere over by us. Seven days for the city, right? Days on market, seven days, gone, 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 gone. Because people from everywhere, Silicon Valley, San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento, they're like, where can I, where can I find affordability, get a big house, yep. yard, and not be over a million bucks, right? And so, every market. They're even coming down over here, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's everywhere. You're seeing, I mean, you're seeing people want to buy real estate because, you know, it's a long-term investment. I think it's really, I'm hoping after this next, you know, whatever we call this new recession that might come, it's not here, but they want to make it here. Um, they start to see, I mean, because all the stats show recessions, usually real estate does really, really well, right? Same with interest right. rates. When, when recessions actually happen, the feds, you know, lower their, their rates and, and mortgage rates will follow suit with the 10-year note and all of that. 
it, it's actually you know good for housing. A lot of people have money in housing, right? And I try to explain it to people all the time. I'm like, guys, like over 50% of the homes in the nation have over 50% equity, right? They're not walking away from these homes, right? There's the, These are reasons why these VCs back in 07, 08 bought all these houses and haven't sold them. There's a reason why, guys. Yeah. It's great for their portfolio, right? For their clients. It's, it's phenomenal because it's just going to continue to climb slowly but surely. Some years better than others, as we saw the last couple of years, wasn't normal, right? But you will continue to climb and, and, and make money. So, no, real estate's a great asset for sure, 100%. And I know that, you know, like I tell everybody, timing and financial sense has to happen. So so you've been doing this for nine years. We've talked about kind of your, your secret sauce, right, of how you basically have built an office for agents to work out of with phenomenal video yeah. and, and, and calling rooms and all of that. Um, let me ask you a question. Like, the goal for you once let's say let's say the end of the year going into 2024 like what is the goal in your mind to like what's that next level for you to level up like how does that look to you so um 250 million okay in a year in volume is my i think level up goal right like when i when i think about what is that thing that's going to change my mentality to something to turn it towards something a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. It's probably that, you know, and, uh, and, but I'm building towards that just by, I think also it's giving as many referrals as I get. Right. So we're trying to be like an actual real partner. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my next level of who, who we are. Right. Cause we, we do say that we're big, real estate partners. That's really what we are. I'm my whole job in my company is to be basically coaching these agents, you know, and I got that shit from being a coach for Tom Ferry for a while. Yeah. And that shit really helped me out because now I can go and talk to my, my agents and go like, Hey, let's work on these things. Let's do a business plan. Let's get these things. Cause I've seen it happen let me, and work. Let me, let me stop you real quick. Cause I want to make sure that I don't think people heard what you just said. And I want them to understand the mindset you just had. So Tom Ferry, guys, is a real estate, the number one real estate coaching program in the world, okay? A loan officer is a coach for Tom Ferry, coaching agents on how to do their business, okay? Right? Just so you guys also know, for the people out there that listen to this podcast and aren't in the industry, right? Realtors normally give referrals to loan officers. So loan officers mistakenly beg realtors for business, right? Like it's, it's that's kind of how our industry is designed and it's terrible, right? Because in the reality of it is, is what you have said is, I want to give you as many referrals as I get in return as a partnership, guys. You hear the mindset difference from people who say, well, I'm not getting business or I'm not doing this. Did you just hear what kind of what he's done? Created an office space, phone booths, uh, a place for people to have their events that are real estate related, right? So all he has to do is show up, kiss hands, shake some babies, smooth with people. He's good to go. I'm a Tom Ferry coach to help agents grow their business, right? That's thinking outside of the box, guys, completely. 100% not being a normal loan officer in our industry. So first off, round of applause for you on that. Great job. Great I appreciate job. that, dude. I want to make Thank sure you people understand that because because you you skip over it. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to go back to that real quick. Hold on. Because <laughs> most people don't understand. Like that is how 
And there's lots of loan officers, guys, in the Tom Ferry ecosystem, but there's very few loan officers that are coaches. Very few. That was a coach. Well, was a coach. So it doesn't mean <laughs> was a coach, is a coach. I mean, you 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 pass the bar to get in to do that. And that's, yep. that, that's awesome. So good job. Man. I appreciate that, man. No worries. I, um, but dude, I use that to build my agents up. Like my whole goal is to make every single one of my agents a team leader. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's long game for sure. Yeah. But it's absolutely long game. I'm in the industry for longevity. You know what I mean? I'm here to fucking win and dominate. And so I do that by getting all the winners that are the, all the, future winners, you know, that, that next generation of who's going to be, uh, taking market share mm-hmm. in, in areas, right. And help them build up and help them have a presence. And these guys want to, and I do it too. I'd make videos and everything like that as well, because I'm a, you know, servant leader, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, I'm here too. I'm in the trenches. I'm going to make this shit happen. And I'm going to help you guys out with implementing this shit. And I'm going to do it on my business too and show you how I'm going to get leads for all of us mm-hmm. so that you're also inspired to go and do that yourself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I was leading by example. And my agents never disappoint, dude. When they see that shit happening, they go and they run and they want to start doing everything. That Look, they're like, I want to start doing videos as well. Awesome. Get in the fucking podcast room and do some videos. You know, I'll help you out. Uh, I want to do, I want to have a team. Great. I'm going to bring in some agents into the office and everything next week that are going to be brand new agents that wanted some help from me. And let's have you sit down with them and teach them something or two. And if you feel like you can actually provide some value for them, let's start a team for you. Yeah. And maybe they can be a recruit for you. You know, I need to do an event. Let's fucking talk about it. Let's do a business plan. Let's, let's get your goals in line and build a vision and let me be your accountability partner on that. And I'll make sure that these things happen. You know, I'm not going to do everything, No, but I'm going to inspire you to want to do it. Right. And if I don't, then I don't deserve to get that business. Right. If I'm not the person that's doing it, if I'm just telling you to do shit and I'm not doing it myself. Yeah. That's called management. You're doing leadership. There's a big, big difference between those two. I learned a long time ago. Lead by example. Like, I love that. You're like, look, I'm in the trenches with you. Like, well, we feel the same way. Like our team, like I don't ask our team to do nothing I don't do. Like they'll never be like, Chris, you don't do this. No, no, no. I do everything I tell you to do. I promise you, you can see me do it. I do it. And I tell people, because that's leading by example. I would never tell you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Now, does that mean that I do everything forever? Probably not. But I do a lot every single day, every single week for our front of rear agents to show them like, look, this, I do this for a long period of time. I'm not looking for instant gratification. I don't care for instant gratification. I'm going to do something for a year. And I'm going to make tweaks along that year (laughs) on anything that I do to make it better. Right. And at some point I will guarantee I'll get some ROI out of that because I didn't just say, well, I did it for two months. I did it for a week or I did it for two. I didn't see anything. I'm not going to do it anymore. Like I just don't believe in that approach. I believe in this industry, especially it's a long game. It really is. Like if you're not willing to put the work in for a long period of time on something, then don't, don't get in this industry because if you want instant gratification, we're not there. That's not it. Yeah. You got to be loving the little task. And if you can get agents to understand the little tasks are super important. And those are your wins. Completing your, your schedule daily 
every single task is a huge win, right? Now, as long yeah. as you have those things dialed in between pros, uh, prospecting and meeting clients and education and so on and so on, as long as you're doing those right right things every single day, you're going to be successful in the industry. It's just, it, it's hard for some agents, especially newer ones, to understand like, no, you you have to be here. You have to be doing the work. If you don't do it, you're not going to see. And because this is more of a normal industry. This is where, you know, the people who do the work will win. The people who don't do the work won't win and they'll be out of the industry, right? It's just the reality of both yep. sides, real estate and lending, right? So no, that's right. awesome. That's awesome. So so tell me a little bit. So you've you 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 launched the company, you've been doing this for a while, we you pivoted into the non-QM. Um, where do you see in general? Like, let me just ask your feedback, because I know I get this question all the time as a loan officer, like how do you see rates coming in the near future? Where do you where do you see, think we're going to see a drop? What you know, just just you know, just an opinion. Nobody's going to hold a crystal ball over your head and say you told me this. But just what's your thoughts in general on the interest rates and, and the market in general? Uh, so I mean, interest rates are high right now, right? We just got back some gains, or we just lost some gains that we had the other day uh, from last week, which mm -hmm. kind of sucks to see. Um, but everything is a market reaction, mm -hmm. right? everyone's reacting to Australia right now, hiking their rates and it kind of coming out of nowhere. We saw that happen back in March when Japan did the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so like, it always has a negative reaction to other markets because they're like, okay, well, where is inflation really? Yeah. If Australia is still feeling it, if Japan's still feeling it, like we should still be feeling it. And so people react that way. And so, um, you know, interest rates continue to go up instead of come down. Now, the only thing that combats that dude is actual data, 100%. right? So now we have to wait until June 13th for when the CPI data comes out and see what happens with that. And then subsequently June 14th, the day right after to see if Powell's going to go ahead and hike it again. Mm -hmm. You know what well, I mean? Pause, pause. What was he because, doing? Yeah. Because the market's like half and half on that right now, you know? And so, uh, I think that if CPI data comes out at where we want it to and inflation is being combated and people can see that in the data, we're going to have a nice day in the market June 13th. And then if he hikes the interest rate on June 14th, even though inflation data is showing good, that's a toss up because it doesn't necessarily mean the interest rates are going to go up, right? Mm -hmm. It could just mean that people are like, now it's definitely going to get combated. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just working towards his 2% goal or whatever he wants to, you know, say. Yeah, get to. Yeah. Exactly. But it could be negative. If he doesn't hike it and it's a pause, that would be massively positive. And then, you know, we'll see interest rates getting a lot better from that point forward, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, at that point, we're just waiting for more and more CPI data to come out and more information about the jobs markets and things like that. Yeah, I think a lot of the data is skewed right now. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, people are saying there's a, there's a shit ton of jobs out there and job openings. And uh, that's because there's a lot of job loss. And so it's like they're counting the same number twice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, I don't understand why you're just, it's an, it just negates itself. So of course it looks like jobs are getting better, you know? Yep. So there's a lot that has to happen for interest rates to come down, but mainly it's tied to inflation. They always run hand in hand. Inflation comes down, mortgage rates will come down. So that's the number one thing to look at. CPI data and forecast for CPI data 
And uh, those are released at all times and they fluctuate constantly until the day that they're actually released, you know? Yeah, no, so, absolutely. absolutely. And I think I, you nailed it on the head with CPI and, and, and employment, right? I think those two are the two steer, steering things right now for the feds are looking at. I think we hopped up to what, 3.7 unemployment rate. We're at 3.4. So we're at a 40 year low, right? For unemployment rate. Yeah. So as much as, um, you know, wage earnings, all that kind of stuff, opening jobs, all of that's and inflation are huge in our market right now. I think those two, yeah. those two categories are doing um, a huge amount of what the feds are looking at, right? Like, hey, what's going on? Um, I did read a report um, um, last week, or was it yes, uh, last week? Um, feds are talking about raising the reserve requirements for banks again, up 20%, because um, they lowered them down to zero during COVID. Um, yep. So that would be a way to stop getting some of that money out of the $6.7 trillion that's in that market that's just keep floating around because it's not going to go anywhere. It's out in the market. Yeah. Right? It's got to have to go somewhere. Um, and I've been waiting for them to do that for a long, long time. I've been, you know, but I, as you saw from Silicon Valley Bank and a few other banks, I think they were worried, right? Like you saw, they went out and tried to make more money off the money because it was like, it's just sitting here. What are we doing with this? We've got all these billions of dollars. We're just going to sit here with billions of dollars and we're trying to make more money, right? So, yeah. I think you're starting to see the feds like, look, banks, you guys got to have to start keeping those reserve requirements in there. And then that Fed rate will play a role with that, too, as well as overnight spending and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, man, super important, man. Well, hey, it's 4 o'clock. Um, I want to thank you again, AK, for coming on, man. I truly appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, if you have any questions, we'll go ahead and give you all of his information inside of the podcast for you. It's going to be all dialed in for you. Uh, but real quickly, AK, your San Diego market, go ahead and shoot your phone number real quick. Uh, if they have any questions on the non-QM products, all that kind of good stuff, AK is the man yeah. to reach out to. Uh, what's the best phone number to reach you? Absolutely. And we do everything and anything under the sun. You know, non-QM is just what we can get done all the time, but Absolutely. we crush VA, conventional FHA. Um and uh, so the phone number is going to be 858-207-8436. And you can follow me on Instagram at AKDevraj Patel and follow my company at Next Level Lender on Instagram. And then uh, I will connect with you there. You can shoot me a text, DM me, or give me a call. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, AK. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And like I said, next time I'm in San Diego, I'm coming by your office. We're hanging Dude, out. Dude, you sure. definitely have to, man. You definitely have to. You, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> you know where I'm going to be.